0: Hello, Chosen fam. Thank you for listening to the Chosen for Legacy podcast. In this episode titled The Imposter, we will interview Darius Lyles. He was born and raised on Chicago's South Side and goes by the name D. Lyles. He started singing at the age of nine and was recently on NBC, The Voice, season 18. He has had the amazing opportunity to work with artists from all over the world, and he gives God praise every second for his gift of song. When you are in the spotlight, sometimes you may feel like an imposter. Have you ever felt like you didn't belong? Have you ever questioned your talents and abilities? And how can your relationship with God help with some of those feelings of being an imposter? So today we'll be discussing these questions and seeking ways to respond to limiting beliefs on the Chosen for Legacy podcast. Mm. Welcome, Darius. How are you today?
1: I'm pretty good. Liv. How are you doing? Good,
0: good. I'm really excited to interview you because yeah. I know as an artist and as somebody that believes in God, there is a lot of different emotions that come up. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of people that have opinions about you, and it's easy mm-hmm. to kind of fall into this imposter syndrome mindset. So we hear yeah. that word. What, is, what does that word even mean? What is Imposter syndrome.
1: So imposter syndrome is just basically it's just you doubting your abilities and just feeling like uh, you're just not where you're supposed to be. Like you're in someone else's body mm. where you don't, you know, really have a... a, a like just confidence in who you are and what you you are. And so what that does is at times when you're at your highest, you could feel at your lowest and just really feel like, yo, am I really supposed to be doing this? Am Mm -hmm. I supposed to be here? Because there are thousands of other people that are just as talented. So Mm -hmm. what makes me so special, you know, in a sense like that? So um, there's a few, I wouldn't even say a few, but there's a lot of people that you probably wouldn't know that are dealing with it and they don't know what it is. And so, like like today, we're bringing awareness to it and just how we can get over it, and how we can make it better, and how we can help these people overcome this type of situation. Um, and, and it falls into categories, but you know, one thing that I feel is that. When we're in situations like these, it's it's very vital to really first recognize, you know, who you are first, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes that may be hard because maybe somebody doesn't know who they are at, at first, right? But just try to tap into that, you know, while you're working. And, and, and sometimes those things work, you know, it, it works.
0: So what type of people do you think are affected the most by imposter syndrome or prone to imposter syndrome the most?
1: Wow. So... Definitely entertainers. We're yeah. talking, you know, from the range of singers, musicians, actors, poets, rappers, whatever it is, if it deals with entertainment or having to be in front of crowds or being seen by people, that can happen. Can it just happen? It doesn't happen like this. Right. And so I think that more people that are in bigger positions in life that 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 holds them to really be on point be Mm -hmm. sharp Mm -hmm. those are the people that are mostly affected by it Mm -hmm. you know people that have less responsibilities you don't really see that in them it turns into something else which is another term but you know as far as imposter syndrome you find that more on the entertainer side and
0: i think that's because like when you're in the spotlight Um, It's easy to feel very like critical of yourself or to be like very self-critical because everybody has an opinion about you. Everyone's like criticizing you. So it's easy for you to feel like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing enough? Am I doing what people are expecting? Right. Right. And I I think about us as like believers and us as Christians. um, What like how is imposter syndrome? How does your relationship with God help with imposter syndrome because obviously you know there's those people that say oh i don't care what anybody thinks it's like that's not true it's not true we all care what people think (laughs) that drives me crazy because we have feelings like that's like
1: saying like you're not you're not human and you don't really have feelings and it's like Are you kidding me? Like if your, your mom was to say something about you, you wouldn't care about that. Like, yes, you would, because it's your mom. Yeah, It's like, you know, that's the person you look up to. That's the person you love that birthed you. Of course it's innate. You feel some type Mm -hmm. of emotion. So of course you say it doesn't affect you, but when you think about it, Mm -hmm. it's like later on, maybe that person was right. Or am I, or am I this? Am I supposed to be this or such and such? So. Man, people who say that they're just, they're (laughs) hiding that kind of stuff. And that is a symptom of imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. but but, you know, believe it or not, it is, you know?
0: So how do you personally, like as an artist, like you're out there all the time, you're Mm -hmm. performing, you're around people, you have kind of somewhat of an image to uphold. How does your personal relationship with God help you kind of deal with imposter syndrome?
1: Well, first go back to what I was saying about just identity. I didn't always have that, you know, because, you know, as as I go on with the story at 18, you know, I found out I was adopted. And so that kind of as a teenager messed with my identity. And so when I matured and then late my later 20s, I really figured out, like, this is really who I am. You know, I'm in the right position in my life. Right. And God showed me that. And when he assured me that. First I grasped that before anything mm. before I even moved around being in front of people and people may say things but it's some of it is only maybe the enhancement and then you just gotta listen to people because then some could be detrimental to you. Mm. Just having the discernment to really figure out this what this person is saying is it helpful for me or is it detrimental? Mm -hmm. And so learning to listen to people, what they're saying, I can figure out which, which is and and which aren't, you know, but sometimes so much comes at you. And so it's like, it gets kind of cloudy to where you're just like, Oh man, you know, and is it really, is it really me, Mm -hmm. you know, or is it them? And so you kind of just question yourself sometimes, you know, and it doesn't happen to me all the time, but there were a few times where I sat and I'm like, look, this is what they want. And I'm not this, Mm. but I know if I do this, I'm going to question myself because I got to find myself who who I am Mm. in this all over again, because people want me to do this. You know what I mean? So
0: people will project things onto you of like who they want you to be and who you should be. And I think for me, when I think about the times when I'm like alone with God, I always go back to scripture, right? Because Mm -hmm. it affirms and tells you who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a saying that's like, if you don't know who you are, um, like the world and people will tell you who you are. And so if, if you're struggling with like feeling like an imposter I'd encourage you to go back to scripture because it tells you like you are loved you are precious you are cared for by God like it it scripture affirms things about yourself even when you don't feel yes. that it's true like yes. the promises of God remain true has there been times where like worship or the word or different things have a, affirmed who you are like what you're supposed to be doing
1: mm-hmm. and we, we refer to Thomas because Thomas was definitely you know a disciple and definitely in the midst closely to everything that was happening could be closer to the, to the, the, one of the biggest miracles ever performed. Right. But he still had doubts that did I see this? I know I hear a lot of people mm. saying it, but I didn't see it. So can I believe that this man is really who he says he is? And so in the, in the moment I remember it was one time I was worshiping and I know I was crying and it was like, yo, like, God, can I get an answer like now in front of people? So, you know, to just really confirm like really who I am. And I tell people all the time that the voice that wasn't about just me, it was about other people. Mm -hmm. But for me internally, that moment came closure for me. I, I understood who I was, where I came from. And in that moment, that's when God had answered a prayer for me. You know, that's what made it so emotional. Mm -hmm. And I didn't doubt whether I was supposed to be there or not. I was scared, but I, you know, I didn't doubt it, like fully on, like doubt it. But it starts to become that fear starts to become the doubt. And then I'm like, yo, there's so many other people that was dope. They didn't make it. So, am I supposed to be here?
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, and that happens,
1: you're sitting in front of walls in a, in a hotel room all day, thinking about the song. You can't talk to many people or go anywhere. So it's like, you know, like God, I'm in this moment. Keep reassuring me that I'm this is yeah. me. That you want me here. Like mm-hmm. this, I'm here for a purpose. And you know, it's important that people with this this um this 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 um this disease that man keep talking to God about it. You know, it, you're not by yourself. You know, and talk to people, start talking to people and being open about it.
0: Mm-hmm. When we think about imposter syndrome, I know some people are so badly affected by how they view themselves correct, and how other people view them mm-hmm. that it can, you know, often mutate into forms of like depression or suicidal thoughts or just mental health issues. Mm-hmm. So how can you use things like prayer and meditation and worship to bring you out of that space? Like, talk about that. It's like, how have you used that in your life?
1: It's the conviction. It's you knowing it and people, you know, knowing it, but it's you owning up to it, right? Acknowledge your feelings, how it is, right? And then in prayer, most of the times, it's just us really just spewing out like, yo, God, can you do this? Can you do that? Mm -hmm. Right? And then it's like, well, God, what can I do for you so that this can be, you know, come to pass Because if I can't do this, then what I pray for you for, doesn't, I'm asking you just to be asking you. Yeah. Right. And so talking to people first witness amongst people. Right. And which is me, like, like right now, if I have it, I would talk to you and you could find me a mentor, somebody that's like, yo, I understand where you're coming from. Talk about it. And then go back to your prayer closet. We get over the next hump. We'll talk about it again. And then God will slowly but surely on his time, he will show you, like, you just, you are enough. You know what I mean? And then, too, what I think it's it's connections, building those connections, building a bond with people that may share the same thing with mm-hmm. you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then, too, I believe, too... Yeah you know, people who are believers too, that this because that works. There's believers that struggle with stuff like this too, yeah. you know, worship leaders. It, it happens, mm-hmm. you know, that type of stuff is really serious because you may wonder why we're balling the, the way we are, because maybe We don't feel like we belong. Like,
0: we we could, you
1: know what I mean? We're worshiping and we could have just did something super crazy that week. And in our minds, we're like, man, I don't deserve this. Like, this is not where I belong. But Mm -hmm. it is not that way. And trust me, if we talk about it, we build that connection. we, We can get over that. We can handle it.
0: And I think that's really good because a lot of times when those thoughts come in, like, that's guilt and not shame. And guilt and shame is never of God. Like, conviction, Mm. when you feel convicted and you are brought before God and like, your knees and in repentance and, like, out of love, out of the fact that, like, you love God and you desire to change, but guilt and shame and, like, basking in that and getting sucked into a hole of, like, Mm. depression and sadness and just having that overcome Mm. you, like, that's not... Yeah. That's not of God. I really believe that's like the enemy attacking you yeah. in your vulnerable moments or in the things that you struggle right. with. So and that's why we
1: kind of need to challenge ourselves too. what I was saying about, you know, asking God, what do I need to do first? It's the challenge. It's, it's just a challenge. Get out of it. That's how we're going to get out of it, too. Challenge yourself more mm-hmm. and then see, okay, you'll be able to see for yourself. Yeah,
0: like, how can I yeah. How can I work on this? How can I get better? Because exactly. as you ask that and as you pray, like, God will bring those things to mind. He will. What's crazy is, like, I really believe that a lot of times we don't really pray those prayers. No. Because it's hard. Those prayers, like, make you become self-aware and enlighten mm-hmm. you to figure out like how you need to get healing or help or what you need to do I think for me like in certain situations like I would ask God you know I'd be like oh I'm sick of feeling this way right I'm sick of feeling this way I'm Mm -hmm. sick of feeling like a fake or I'm sick of feeling all these ways and then it really took me going to God and saying like what do I need to do? What habits do I need to change? Yes. Do I need to get off social media for a season? Like that's really good. We don't we don't think about that because a lot of times we wanna pray, right? We're like, mm. God fix this, like I'm feeling mm. this way, but we don't wanna take the action that we're asking mm-hmm. God to give us and like do it so that mm-hmm. we can become healthier. Right? And
1: then people confuse working harder to, get, to try to get over it. You shouldn't work harder because the more you work harder and you haven't fixed it, it's gonna it's gonna get worse. Mm. And then maybe you, well probably not. Maybe you would become into a deep depression state. So fix it. Try to fix it along the way. If you're going to work harder, start fixing it. Mm -hmm. Don't wait and say, you know, because then there's stigmas that come with that. Oh, I'm going to show them. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But you're only harming yourself because you're not understanding what's going on, you know, and you could be just fine. You could be, you know, but if you're going to work harder, just try to fix it along the way, you know, let God handle the rest for that, you know.
0: How has imposter syndrome directly affected you in your career as an artist? Like, do you have an example or a time in your mind that comes up that you think about? Like, man, I just felt like an imposter that day, and like, how did you work through it?
1: So there was a few times where I want to say I was I was at an artist showcase, and the actual label or the A&Rs wanted me to have a certain type of performance. And so I rehearsed it so much. I put practice to it. I think the day before I was leaving to go to New York in the last rehearsal, I think I felt so drained because after the song, I just questioned myself like, yo, but the song that got me noticed for them, is just not the same work that I did. Mm-hmm. It didn't
0: feel like yourself. Yeah, yeah. it it
1: didn't feel that way. So I feel like I'm rehearsing just to be something, just to get over the hump. Mm -hmm. And then I just have to just do it because they say so. It makes money, right? And so I get through, I get home, I take a shower. I just feel drained, right? And I'm like, let me just sleep it off. I don't know why I'm feeling this type of way. And I started having conversations. You know, I had a little lady chick at the time. I just started having a conversation, and I'm started. I'm I'm saying certain things, and she was like, she was like, "Is this? You know, is this? I don't know this D-Live. Like, you know, who is that?" And so I'm like, "Yo, I'm the same person. I'm I'm me." And she's like, "Nah, like, what are you mm-hmm. talking about, right?" And so everything confirmed it when I got there, and the questions and stuff they were asking me after I just. I performed my butt off. I'm sweating, you know, I'm profusely sweating. And they asked me and they say, are you willing to be something different than what we asked you to be today? Mm. And I said, I don't know. Mm. Honestly, I said, I don't know. Cause I didn't put my all into this after you said this is what will work for me today. And you asked me that and you just challenged me and I, can, I don't know how to deal with it. And I went back home, and I was just like, yo, I took two weeks. It was like, well, who the hell is d the, you then know, if I got your attention and I don't really know? So that was a challenge for me. That was a part of my career. And I didn't even know it was called that, imposter syndrome. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. So I felt like all the other artists that I saw, I'm telling you, I got like a showcase. I felt like they deserved it because they would have did it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but man, God has a way of just like keeping it, you know, good for me because, like I said, in that I didn't know it, but I was building connections that I yeah. didn't even know that was good for me. Besides the the the, the, uh, the labels and you know the repertoires and stuff, and they was like, hey yo, man, you you stood your ground, and I know that was a tough question, but here here's how we can now talk to other people mm-hmm. and we can find a solution for that, so you won't run into that again. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and that's re- and and that's really cool because I feel like in those situations and in those scenarios, like you might be feeling a certain way, but then like God always shows you like. There was a purpose in that, in that position. Like if you're, if you're feeling a certain way about something, like I feel like as a performer, I feel like this is not right or this yeah. seems off. Mm-hmm. Like, I really believe that's the Holy spirit telling you like, Hey, the, this isn't the situation I want you to be in. Like there's been situations with me where certain people wanted to work with me or producers and stuff, but it was like, it was going to be this version of myself that wasn't me. And I'm mm-hmm. like. I can't do that because mm-hmm. like, that is not me. And that is not who God is calling me to do. Mm-hmm. And if I'm just doing that for everybody else, like I can't give it my all. I can't give it hundred percent because I know yeah. that I'm fake in that. Cause
1: you can't keep faking the people that really like it. Yeah. They're going to know like, ah oh, man, you know, one day they'll praise you and one day they'll be like, "Oh, you suck. Well, that ain't what I wanted to do in the first yeah. place. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like, you know, Instead of trying to fool people just to do it, it's like, yo, just be real and just say it. I was very real in that moment. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. In front of 50 people, I, didn't, I just didn't care. Yeah. I don't know. And in that moment, the, when I said that, the people that cared spoke up to me, mm-hmm. pulled me to a side. Hey, this is how we're going to fix that.
0: So to this day, what Mm -hmm. are some daily practices or habits that you do? Like what what are your habits that you do to fight against that imposter syndrome, that feeling of not feeling enough or those lies that come in from the enemy of like you're this, you're that, you're this. Like how do you keep the truth of God on you on like a daily basis about who you are?
1: Mm -hmm. So he says that my gifts will make room for me. You know, and I truly believe that it always has. And if I find myself really going over and beyond, and it's just not working, then I'm going in circles. That means something is wrong, and I will start to feel that way. And so I, as soon as I start listening to God and just taking time myself to just be quiet and just listen, then it was like, okay, cool. Now the way I just listen to you, I'm going to listen to other people how they talk. I'm going to listen. I'll know if it's, like I said, that discernment, I'll know, you know, and, and sometimes it's hard, but it'll start, eventually it'll come out the reason why you're doing these things. And I I just feel like I keep honing it on on my practice. If if I say I can't do that, I want to be able to, you know, and and in practicing, that's when all our flaws come out. Mm -hmm. So we'll see like, okay, I got trouble doing that. And so when I finally accomplish it, I know I can do it. Mm That makes me feel so much better, you know. And then, of course, I'm learning what I'm doing. I'm messing around and doing you know, doing it in the church, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and people are just like, yo, you're getting people. Other people start noticing it. Mm-hmm. And it's more authentic that way in, instead of me just really doing something I, I just really don't want to do. You know, so that's just the way I, I, I cope with it.
0: I think for, for everybody listening today, if you are really struggling with, like, feeling that you're not good enough or feeling that... Um, you know, you're faking your way through something or you're trying to figure something out, I would really encourage you to take a season and take a step back from social media. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is... When you're constantly strolling or scrolling, when you're constantly Mm -hmm. scrolling Mm -hmm. and you're seeing everybody's highlight reels and you're seeing everybody's life and you're seeing what everybody's good at all the time, like it can really mess with you, with your anxiety and depression and like your mental health. Mm -hmm. And you can start to take on all of that, right? Like comparing
1: yourself. Yeah. The
0: comparison, Mm -hmm. like there's a saying like comparison kills. Like you're taking Mm -hmm. all that weight on you, and Mm -hmm. it's hard to figure out who you are. Mm -hmm. So I've noticed the seasons where if I'm needed clarity or if I really was like, God, where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? Who am I? Like figure out my identity. I had to get off of that. And I noticed like in those seasons, I was so clear minded yeah. because I wasn't influenced Yes, like whatever. It could be social media. It could be like if you're watching TV too much or if you're listening to negative influences like there's just things that you for seasons have to weed out so that you can hear God's voice. Yeah. Like What are some of those? What have you had to do in the past to get to that place of clarity?
1: I just to be clearly honest with you guys, like I don't think I've ever had a moment off of social media. Right. I think what happened was that I started to go longer without posting for a few days mm-hmm. until I was just able to really just figure out, you know, go with the flow, continue to do what I love. Like, I don't, I, I never want to come to a point where I, I hate doing what I love because it's, it's work. Yeah. But on the other side, I know that businesses, that's what just what work is. But like, I've never had that time to get all social media, but I've always had that time where i have to give myself a mental cleanse from the day
0: yeah like if i'm if i'm
1: home or if i know i don't have anything to do in the morning let me just take those hours to myself don't do a thing that has anything gaming social media or anything like that let me just be to myself without the phone or anything and no tv let me just sit there i might go outside just sit on the porch you know or whatever and just you know just meditate or something because man i need that you know i I, i'm gonna need it if that works for me it's help i need that you know and it's a thin line between integrity and fun Mm -hmm. you know you don't want to to just be doing it just be doing it yeah you know and that happens you get caught up in it and and man slowly but surely and i think that's maybe the quickest way to 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 gain you know imposter syndrome Doing it to be doing it, yeah. And you don't understand why you're doing it. And there's
0: not purpose, or God yeah. hasn't asked you to do that. Or you're not mm-hmm. feeling like you should. You're just doing it for attention, or like. And
1: when it comes so wow, fast, or
0: whatever, it comes like, so fast. Let me fast, just take right? every opportunity because I don't yes. want to miss out. But yes. then it's like that leaves you feeling more of an imposter. That's yes. so true.
1: Yes, it's just like being being patient, you know. And you want to do it. You have that feeling on missing out. And it's like missing out. Time only exists because it's on a clock. Mm-hmm doesn't mean it's going anywhere days do but if a clock didn't exist time is you know inevitable it's gonna happen but we have the clock so that means it's important to us and so we gotta do it now you know what i mean so i would say please take the time to evaluate yourself evaluate where you are in god so that makes you feel a lot better because if you fear him, you would want to mm-hmm. do better with him. And it makes you feel so much better when you know what to do.
0: Yeah, it yeah. does. And I think, too, like, you have this concept of, like, time and, like, i got to get stuff done or I'm going to miss out. Mm-hmm. Like, that is also not of God. Like, that's man-made. Like, we right. put that on each other and on ourselves because mm-hmm. God has already, like, orchestrated your your steps. Like, he knows your path. Like, you know, already, he sees He sees it. He knows it. And sometimes it's just trusting that, like, okay, I can't see this or, like... The timing isn't in my timing, but it's there, Mm -hmm. it's there. So I wanna end today by going back to what Darius said, Mm -hmm. spend some time in the morning by yourself, off of social media, off of TV, getting in a quiet space where you can meditate and hear from God Mm -hmm. and know that he loves you and know the truth that he is saying about you. So you're not so susceptible to what everybody else is saying. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that as you spend that intentional time to do that, the voice of God becomes louder and the voices of other people become quieter and you start to become more confident in who God has made you to be. And you're not as scared or worried right. about all the time of what everybody has to say. Yeah, like the opinions of right. other people don't mm-hmm. matter as much.
1: Yeah, your, your identity is in him.
0: Yeah. And, and that like, that is, that is enough. And like, once you know that and that's locked in. And then it's like everything you do makes sense. Mm-hmm. So thank you for listening to today's podcast on The Imposter with Darius Lyles, D. Lyles. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Follow us on My Chosen Experience to stay updated with events, mm-hmm. future podcasts, giveaways. Until next time, this is your host, Liv Peterson.